You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Well, we're back again, and joining us now on his way to surrender at Georgia's luxurious Fulton County Prison, GOP frontrunner Donald Jessica Trump. Or do you prefer Rico racketeering? (laughs) Let's cut the shit. You've just been indicted a fourth time, bringing the total number of felony charges against you to... 91. Just nine more and you get a free mugshot. It's called election interference because I'm leading everybody by a lot in the polls for every Republican, frankly, and every Democrat, including Biden, by a lot. You know, I got to hand it to you, Mr. Former Fake, one term, twice impeached, currently four-time criminally indicted, not my president girl. When people call me names or, you know, threaten to lock me up for 70 years for plotting to overthrow democracy, I'm in bed for a good week. But you, you just keep throwing parties for yourself. Last night I had a rally with tens of thousands of people. Good for you. Forget those trolls. You've got a country to destroy. You know, your delusional narcissism is inspiring. Don't do it. In fact, it reminds me of a song I once knew. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't tell him he's a dirty lion bragger. Life's Big Macs and the sun's a ball of MAGA. Don't anybody dare a rain on his parade. I don't have a lot of time. Don't Call him when new charges have arisen. Don't tell him he's about to rot in prison. Don't even just a hair, a rain on his parade. His whole campaign went right off the rails. Perfect phone call. Still each arraignment just makes his day, girl. So don't you try to spoil it. Hey, girl, those boxes in your toilet. But whether he defies a fair election or tries to organize an insurrection, this simply awful, slimy asshole of a guy. He won't be bested when he's arrested. He just bamboozles and bluffs. Ooh, ain't he nutty? He can run, but he can't win a race in handcuffs. No time for DOJ to dilly-dally. Tell Jack Smith, go away, he's got a rally. So take a hike and don't rain on his parade. He's gonna run and run fast. Run from his criminal past. Watch how he tops every pole. Once he gets out on parole, he's headed right for the slam. One more and on. Hey, Mrs. Willis, here, here. I'm afraid. He's so indicted. I didn't do it. <laughs> and he just can't fight it. People are very angry about it. He's about to lose in court and he doesn't like it. For a perfect phone call. He's so indicted. You've got him burning. He just can't fight it. Crimes keep turning up. And yet they still, they still, they still, they still, they still want him. They want him. 
more lines up. So turn the gas and set him free. Fuzz quit stomping on his garden because he's counting on a pardon. Melania, go ring Janina Tucker. They're gonna need to spring this motherfucker. No, and he don't know, Indictment. Don't go. Randy Rainbow. Oh, yes. Now, that would have gotten things started yesterday. So Randy Rainbow published that yesterday. And I would have opened the show with it yesterday if there had been a show yesterday. Hi. Well, welcome to Wednesday. I'm Nicole Sandler. Thanks for joining us. Sorry about yesterday. Uh, Here's what happened. So you know, people who've been here for a while, know that this show is usually heard live You know, we stream live each weekday afternoon, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. We're on, uh, you know, YouTube and streaming video to YouTube, to Twitter, to, uh, I'm sorry, Shitter, uh, Twitch and Facebook. Of course, we stream to my own TuneIn channel and my own uh, audio stream and a number of other places, audio only, including our, you know, our flagship, uh, our uh, Yeah, Uh, the Progressive Voices channel. But we've been off for the last few months because the the piece of equipment that I use to broadcast live on Progressive Voices um, was broken. It was in the shop. I finally got it back on Friday. And so um, didn't get to set it up on Monday for whatever reason. But yesterday, starting nine o'clock in the morning, it's like, all right, let's get this thing set up so we can go back live on Progressive Voices. And from nine o'clock yesterday morning until 3.30 yesterday afternoon, we were dealing with IP addresses and WANs and LANs and nothing working. It just wouldn't connect. And my, you know, my typical MO is I get frustrated. The frustration turns to anger and the anger turns into a depressive episode. And that's what happened to me yesterday. It was just not a good day. It was a shit show. But we got it up and running. We are live again on the Progressive Voices Radio Network. So hi, PV listeners. It's so good to be back again. Um, Sorry for the long absence, uh, but but we're here. And just in time. So um, the first debate of the 2024 presidential primary election season is tonight. And, you know, there are yeah bingo cards all over the place, but uh, one of them is more disturbing than the others. I, I actually find it quite humorous being that I'm here in Florida and, you know, our, <laughs> well, I hate to call him governor because he's, he's not really doing the job right now. He's running around the country pretending he's running for president. Although Ron DeSantis will not be president. But you don't need me to tell you that. You know that already. Uh, Because you're finally seeing him. You're finally hearing him and hearing everything I've been telling you for the last four, six years. Um, So uh, now you know what he is and more importantly, what he isn't. But last night in Washington, D.C., not in Washington, D.C., in Milwaukee, where the debate is, Um, being held, there was a dinner at uh, some upscale, you know, big fancy steakhouse with the DeSantis, I'm sorry, with the Trump uh, team from Jason Miller, who's the only name I honestly know because I don't pay that much attention to them. I just have too much going on. But Jason Miller on down and the the people in um, that were part of the party were Kristen Welker, who is the incoming host of Meet the Press for NBC News. Dana Bash, who shares um, this week, I think it's called this week, the CNN Sunday show duties with Jake Tapper um, and other political alleged journalists who, why are they at this thing? And what are the party favors that the Trump people gave out to the journalists in 
attendance were these Ron DeSanctimonious debate night bingo cards. Well, um, all well and good. And I, and I understand the so-called journalists paid for their own meals. Well, good for them. But why were they at dinner with, uh, with the um, uh, Trump shill team? Maybe it's maybe it's normal. Maybe that's what they do. And maybe I maybe I'm being too um, picky. Maybe I shouldn't be so critical. Um, And so, you know what? I, I think I should ask an actual real journalist. And believe it or not, there are still some of them around. One of them is a friend of the show, Brian Karam. And um, lucky us, he joins us today. Hey, Brian. I'm not hearing you. Why am I not hearing you? See, uh, I had uh, myself uh, muted. Uh, I'm here. Thank. I'm so glad it was you and not me because it's always me. It, it's me and the gremlins that live in my studio. But I can't get through a show without a technical screw up. So thank you for it being you. Well, that one's on me. I did it myself. Thank you. Thank you very. Thank you very very much. Um, so so am I being too critical? Should should um, Kristen Walker and Dana Bash and the rest of these political reporters be? enjoying a big fancy steak dinner the night before the debate with the the Trump team? If they paid their way to get there, I have no complaints at okay. all. That's because the bottom line is if, if that's what it takes to sit down and talk to a source, that's what it sits down to take, you know, to take, if that's what it takes to talk to the source, fine. I'm paying my way there. I'm paying my way out. And I'll, I'll, I'll accept the fact that this is the way I have to talk to you. Get it. Oh, so but, it's it's so that because the, a, a lot of the journalists on that list were are noted for their um, uh, their kind of um, ex- excess access journalism. You know, they're like they they. Well, I know a lot of people on that list and they're all hard workers. I'll they? give them, you know, they the, these people are doing their job. And that's, you know, now the 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 problem comes if you accept it as a gift or if at any point in time you take advantage of the situation in a way that's against your ethics and standards as a reporter. But there's no indication of that in this case. I I get it. If you know I I personally wouldn't want to sit down to dinner with Donnie, but this is this is just me, my personal bias. So mm-hmm. I, I I give everybody else you want to sit down with him, you're paying for your dinner. But it wasn't even job, him. I'm he fine. wasn't even there. It's with Jason Miller and his other I, well you know, and the, yeah, the, see, there you go. <laughs> well, so let's you know, if that's what it takes, fine. I I but you're paying your way. And I know Jason, I've sat down to uh, I paid my way. <laughs> I sat I sat down to lunch with him one day and I paid my way, but I talked to him. That's that's that is that is within well within ethical standards and actually is an ethically bound approach to the job. It, and that's where the where you rightly noted that the difference is between paying and, and not, not paying. paying. Yeah. Right. If you pay yourself. What you know, that's that's fine. But if you start accepting gifts, if you're that's like a, a if someone like a Clarence Thomas who gets on these private jets with these billionaires and goes to their private islands. Well, and think, New- think of how cheap I'm getting off just having to pay for my own lunch. <laughs> right. So, I'm lucky. That's it. They, they had to pay billions to get the SOB. I got him over lunch. That's, there you go. There you I'm go. I'm fine with it. So since I brought up Clarence Thomas and the and the ethics problems at the Supreme Court, what do we do about something like this? Because they, they've all learned from Donald Trump, who learned from Roy Cohn, never admit you're wrong. Well, yeah, well, sometimes you're going to be proven wrong when you can't admit that you're wrong. <laughs> we, we've all suffered that fate. That's, that's, God bless you, Nicole. <laughs> That'd be a reckoning, won't it? Yes, it will. <laughs> I, yes, it will. And and I hope um, the day of reckoning comes soon. Uh, you know, I'm looking at these bingo cards and the, my favorite one, frankly, came from, and of course, I didn't pull it up here. Um, NPR, being NPR, they um, they they basically left it up to you. And and so they gave us a blank bingo card that we can fill in ourselves, except it doesn't translate well. The, the lines are not showing up correctly here. But um, are you going to watch the debate tonight? 
Yes, I will unfortunately be watching the debate tonight as as part of my dedication to my job. I'm forcing myself to watch this spectacle tonight with a clothespin over my nose, a <laughs> shot of bourbon nearby and some popcorn just to keep myself interested. And if I can find a good rock and roll album, I'll put that on <laughs> to have in the background when when you just need yeah. or, or to blast when they do something really <laughs> stupid. So I'll be listening to more rock and roll than than the uh than the debates but yeah i've got i've got to listen to watch them and i'll be watching it too just because we have to this is this is what we do we have to know what happens do any of these men oh uh, woman there's there's a a nikki haley is on the stage too do any of them stand any chance of ever um getting the nomination or i mean i guess they're all hoping that that donald trump will wind up behind bars and it will have to be one of them well, I'll tell you what Trump believes. He sent out a, a a press release today saying that he's already won this debate because he's not showing up and everybody will only be talking about him tonight. So he wins. And he said what these people really are doing tonight is an undercard event that shouldn't even be called a debate, but rather an, an audition oh. to be part of President Trump's team in his second term. From the words of the lips of Donald Trump, or at least from his press release. Yeah. So that's what he thinks of what's going on tonight. He thinks there's not a hope in hell that anybody could ever break through. But there's 16 months till this is all over. And we have an octogenarian president, a nearly octogenarian uh, leader on the on the other ticket, uh, either of which could be, you know, captured by the actuarial tables sooner rather than later. We we have a country in disarray, a war over. So God only knows what's going to happen between now and then. And so um, does any of them stand a chance? Yeah. Much more than a hope in hell if things remain as they are. No. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to watch anyway, I suppose. The, the thing that Democrats really have to worry about is if Donald Trump gets out of the race. And um, if Trump is out of the race and that throws open uh, a wide gate of possibilities, which includes the one person that the Democrats should actually be concerned about. And there's only one that I can see, and that's Liz Cheney. Huh. And because she you know, was on the January 6th commission. She'd get a lot of crossover votes. She'd get a lot of women, although she would also, you know, people say she can't get elected right now. I'm sorry. You're talking about a party that somehow deifies Donald Trump. That's right. It wouldn't be impossible for them to switch their deity to someone else if so urged. Right. So that that's okay, I find but it. Good question. But, but you made a good point. I think you made this point on shitter. You know, that's the new name of Twitter, because if X. it's X-I-T-T-E-R, how do you, how do you pronounce X-I-T-T-E-R? I, I X'd one out last night. What shitter. can I tell you? About? There you go. So, <laughs> um, so on the shitter, I think you said that um, Liz Cheney, you point out, she voted with Donald Trump like 90 some odd percent of yeah. the time. Right. You, I, I don't have it yes. in front of me, but she was she was right there with him policy wise, which says she's batshit fucking crazy, too. So um, the thing we like about Liz Cheney was that she had the um, the the decency, the the balls to come out and say he's not wearing any clothes. She's calling the emperor's new clothes. And this is what this is to me. I, it's I, It came in my mind a few days ago and I can't get it out of my mind. It's the emperor's new clothes. They're not willing to say what's apparent to the rest of us. She was. And for that, she got run out of the party. She got run out, run out of leadership first, then out of the party and then out of office. But on policy, she's right there with him. So why wouldn't they go for her? Yeah, exactly. Especially if Donald Trump's in prison. <laughs> They're going to go, hey, he's just like Donald, but he's not. You know, she's not. And then if she got somehow got elected, got on the ticket and were elected, just imagine what oh. uh, having a Republican Party being the first party to get a woman into the Oval oh Office God. would do to the Democrats. Right. That's there is. And the Republicans are that type of go for the throat. I'll cut your heart out, bastard, that you'll ever play against. So it's not without possibility that that would be on the horizon. And it's just something that voters should be wary of, because I don't think 
anyone's taking the possibility seriously right now. And the more you watch Donald Trump dissolve into a puddle of his own sweat and tears and uh, good Lord, 98 charge, 91 felony charges against him. And it, every day just seems to be a total meltdown. At some point in time, the money has already begun to to walk away from Donald. It will soon run. He's he's grifting all the time to raise money. He's it's it's he's in trouble, folks. And so uh, his cult will go somewhere. Right. And where where best to go, even if they want to blame Liz Cheney for it happened, they can quickly turn her into a hero and go, yes, she's the one who alerted us to his poison. Aha. She's, you know, the anointed one. And then off to the races. Yes. And I did find your tweet. You wrote a question for my column. And by the way, in case you weren't aware, Brian Karam has a column at salon.com. That's why the salon thing is up on the Chiron. It says, if you claim you're not a part of the cult, then would you support Liz Cheney? She voted with Trump nearly every time on his policy agenda. She broke ranks with him over January 6th. If you get the same policy without the sedition, what's the difference? You also get it without the insanity. See, here's the thing. I... There's the difference between would support and have a modicum of respect for. I do have a little bit of respect for Liz Cheney for standing up against her party. You you have to. I I have a healthy amount of respect for the woman for standing up to Donald Trump and doing what is minimally expected of all of us. Yep. She did that. Not now. Some would call that some backhand compliment or an insult. But but I'm being honest. She did. But you have to understand when I say she did the minimum expected of all of us, she did it. Not well, not one man did it. No one else did it. She did it. Right. And and by the way, it was well, it was her and it was Nancy Pelosi and and the the Democrats who stepped back away from it and allowed her to, to take the reins, trusting her to have the best interest of the United States at heart. This that was bipartisanship at its highest. That's right. And it should be praised for what that was. That's the way the government is supposed to work. Supposed to work. She picked it up. She ran with it. She did a damn good job. I'm just telling you, if you're going to vote for it, she's she she I'm just saying. But she is Trump. She is Trump without the insanity, but with those beliefs, she is she is, you know, yes, you can respect her and still think everything she stands for is heinous. Just look who her father is. Come on. Um, and and she's every bit as evil as... Uh, I don't go with that as her father was, though. And I got to tell no? you, Nicole, not, no, it's not the sins of the father. She's her own person. She, but, she you is. know, I, I find her much less hard to swallow than her old man. Just <laughs> out of covering the both of them, you know, peripherally granted both of them. Never, you know, intense. So I can't say as well as right, others. She's not a war criminal. Closer. Right. I'm just saying right. that as far as my interactions go, I would much rather have an interaction with her than her father. <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Yeah. And you got to He's still walking yeah. around somehow. He's got one of those bionic hearts. Eh, so, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. All right. So there's that. But now for the people that are on the stage tonight, same thing I say about Liz Cheney. To a lesser degree, I'm saying about Chris Christie. I'm glad he's on that stage. I'm glad he's saying the things he's saying. I think he's horrific when it comes to policy. I do not want him to get the nomination or be president, but I'm really glad he's there because he's the only one willing to say these things on that stage. The rest of them, we saw we saw DeSantis's, um, you know, leaked strategy memo for the debate and he's going to go after Chris Christie and defend Donald Trump. Really? Well, we'll see, won't we? That's we've heard a lot of speculation, you know, between now and then let's see what happens because you know, you and I both know we have seen before where people uh, say they're going to say one thing and they get up on that stage and they say something else. So (laughs) I have given up speculating on what a candidate is going to say. I know their stump speech. I know, I know, I know how they generally think from what they tell me, but they can have a bad hamburger like Donnie and end up on the stage and start uttering shit. No one's ever heard before. So we just got to sit and wait. (laughs) And with DeSantis, if you saw the debate he did with, if you can call it that with Charlie Crist, where he was like, 
it was the most awkward. That was the first taste most most of the rest of the country got of DeSantis. If they watched that debate, yeah. he was a deer in headlights. He's got for, there's no personality there. There's no nothing. Well, my saying for that wonderful young man is he has all the appeal of day day old roadkill. <laughs> You know, my favorite, I met the uh, the woman from Iowa on Friday. She came on the show. Uh, I, I feel terrible. I'm blanking on her name. Heather, Heather Ryan. There you go. Heather yep. Ryan, who, 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 who you know, she, it, it should be on the chart. Pudding fingers. Oh, I, always, I always mess up on that part. To Florida, pudding fingers. Pudding fingers. So she has a hit record. Pudding fingers. Pudding fingers. Um, you know, it's amazing what catches the American people. <laughs> pudding fingers. Really? I'm not touching. Oh, go you ahead. didn't get it. pudding no. fingers. Pudding fingers. Go back to Florida. Pudding fingers. I'm not going there. <laughs> but I know what on this uh, bingo card that the Trump people gave to all those journalists at dinner. Right. Over the free space in the middle, pudding mention. Just saying. Um, there you go. You, I, I, I'm not sure that pudding will come up in the debate tonight. But I'm hey. just surprised that, you know, I'm never, well, I should quit being surprised, honestly, Nicole. But, you know, I see that bingo card and I go, you know, how crass is American politics gone? How, you know, I mean, I know that we had um, in more innocent times, but please just a little more. I don't know. Grown up would be nuts. <laughs> but there's nothing is grown too up. Much to ask for? Yes. I, I mean, am I am I am I reaching too hard? <laughs> um. I, I, I look look who we're talking to. That you saw the recent polling it, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, of registered Republicans. 70 some odd percent of them, you know, believe Donald Trump. Only 30 percent of that, like that more of them believe Donald Trump than believe their family members and friends, their local leaders, their clergy, those churchgoers. They believe Donald Trump twice as much as they believe their their clergy person. Um, they, they believe this pathological well, liar. Number. Is that's it? A, that's, boy, that's great news, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? That's. We're, 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 what's the source for those? Um, I, I saw it on MSNBC this morning. Let me see if I can wow. find the poll. Poll. Who Republicans trust? Let's see. Okay, here it is. The percentages, this from the Washington Post, percentages who say they trust each of the following to tell them what's true breaks down like this. Donald Trump, 71%. Friends and family, 63%. Conservative media figures, 56%. Religious leaders, 42%. I was a little off on my numbers, but not too far off. Well, I, I guess that's better than mainstream media then. <laughs> I haven't heard us mentioned. <laughs> They're not even mentioned at all yeah. because you're not, but mainstream media is not believed. I, I, it's it's astounding to me. I, I, I told this story already, so listeners bear with me. I, we're getting ready to move and we're selling shit in the house. I got trying to purge as much stuff as we can. So, shit and purge using the same sentence to I'm good, right? real estate. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. <laughs> so I have this big, beautiful mirror. This this woman responds to me on Facebook, says, oh, I would love that. Can I give you $75 for it? And I said, well, I'll take 100 Anyway, she, she comes over to get it. Beautiful, young black woman driving a Lexus. She comes in. She's like, oh, so where are you going? I said, Arizona. She goes, oh, well, if not Florida, Arizona. I said, well, in my standard line, at least they didn't elect the fascists. And she looked at me. She's like, excuse me? She goes, I moved here from North Carolina for DeSantis. I'm like, you moved here for DeSantis? And I'm thinking, she's a black woman. Obviously, she's intelligent. She put, I said, do, what, well, do you like what he's doing in schools? And she said, actually, yeah. She said, you can't believe what you're, see, what you're reading. That's not real. I'm like, oh, it absolutely is real. It, and, and then I thought, Nicole, just shut up, take her money, get her out of the house and move on. And I did. But then I had to look her up. I had to see who this woman was because it, 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 did, it was a disconnect. 
she was Miss North Carolina in the Miss USA pageant system. And she's she runs some Queens organization or did. So she's she's in the, in Trump's pageant world. I get I guess it takes a certain kind of person. I don't know. But I but there are people who wa- you're walking down the street who you think, oh, that's a normal person. And they're thinking that Ron DeSantis is OK in in putting Prager U videos in the elementary schools that show Christopher Columbus touting the advantages of slavery to the former slaves. Um, It's opposite world and I can't figure it out, but there are people walking around the street who believe this shit. I, I don't, I don't know what people believe or don't believe because I, I don't know that I, I, I can fully relate to another human being to be quite honest, but I, I can, I can understand why people, I, I see actions and I realize actions follow actions. And I believe the action that led to the, the cult as it exists, where there were people that were felt isolated for years by politicians. And Donald Trump came forward. And once again, people said, you know, the, the system's rigged against us. And he said, yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, and I know because I help, you know, I'm, I participate in it. And it like blew people's minds away. And, and they they go, that's my guy. He's going to he's going to tell me. And so they have latched on to that. And in the process of doing so, they've completely forgotten any facts. And, and they're not going to listen to them because everything they need to hear, they hear from what they've already decided exists. And I can't speak to anything. I don't to your story. I don't know. I just know that they came in as fans. They, their politicians treat them as fans. They love to be, you know, they're fanboys. And it's it's like WWE. It's it's the political version of, you know, the world wrestling. Yeah, it's what it is. It's all that's all. It and is. and look, Trump learned equally. My husband said this the other day. I'll give him credit from Roy Cohn. And um, oh, God, what's his name? The head of the WWE. The, um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. But the wrestling guy, the head, you know, the, the guy. Oh, that guy. That guy. <laughs> So Vince, the, Vince, Vince, Mc, was it Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon. No, no, that's no. the guy who used to sit next to Johnny Carson. I'm kidding. Yes, you're <laughs> right. That's, you know, it's old age. It's, 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 it's screwing with my brain synapses and all that too. Um, so, uh, all right, let's change subject because there's, there's other news today other than the big debate tonight. So turn on the TV and I hear plane crash in, in Russia. Uh, or was the plane shot down? So it turns out that on this business jet was Wagner Group founder Pergosian. Pergosian, Vladimir Putin's number one foe, the guy who led the coup that was on its way to Moscow to, and now he's dead. Gee, how un, not unusual that is in Russia. Um, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that that happened. <laughs> Were you? Are you kidding yeah. me? You know, uh, Nicole, I thought he lived to be a ripe old age. Yeah. He'd have grand- grandchildren, great-grandchildren. He'd visit them all over the world, arm-in-arm with, arm with Vlad the, the uh, Impaler Putin. <laughs> right. Come on. We, <laughs> who, who didn't see this one coming? The only the only thing is, is who won at Vegas on the bet? How, how many days did the guy last and who won? That's the only thing I need to know at this point, because it wasn't me. Right. right. But it's not a surprise. And, and it's it's politics as usual in Russia, uh, the Wagner group was and is remains pretty powerful. And uh, as a private military group, uh, some of them may be more, I guess, uh, severely uh, beholden to, to, to uh, <clears throat> the dead guy than yeah. to Putin. Yeah. So I don't know what comes next. I don't know the politics of the area that well. I know it just is further evidence of of a large problem across the globe and that's stability the world is pretty unstable and seems to grow so more so every day right but there was also the problem that um you know the guy who we don't have to say allegedly he's not here in this country we know the guy who shot down the plane to kill Prigozhin is vladimir putin who is donald trump's like you know guy it's his guy. He 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 in Helsinki. I think stu- you got it the other way around. I think it's like Donald's his bitch. But okay, I'll go with that. Well, Donald but, is his bitch, but Donald worships Putin. Well, right? I, I don't think uh, there's no 
connection between Donald Trump and this decision. This is no. other than the fact that this I think that some of the fallout that we're seeing in Russia is because Donald Trump didn't get reelected. And I think it's evident that Putin and Trump uh, felt more hand in hand in the way things would be conducted in Ukraine than our, than Biden does. And so I, I don't think we would be at this. Uh, I don't think Prigozhin would be dead. I don't think any of this would be going on by now. I think uh, Ukraine would be, uh, you know, another state in the growing vast Soviet empire. Yes. You know, reconstituted empire. So, yeah, and that's the only connection I find between the two. But this this guy is uh, what can I tell you? Putin is no friend of uh, he's jailed, killed or imprisoned and or excommunicated, extricated, <laughs> totally destroyed opposition ever since he came on the international scene. And he continues to do so. It's not surprising. And I don't think it'll end until he's no longer there. Right. No, I I, I agree. Um, the only point I was making, not saying there was any connection between Trump and the downed plane oh, oh, today. No, no, I, but, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Right, right. But um, except that Donald Trump is probably going, yeah, that's what you do to your political enemies. And Donald Trump considers anybody who doesn't support him a political enemy. It's Yes, I, I know that personally. <laughs> yes, you do. In fact, just to remind the, the viewers and the listeners yes, yes, who I'm Brian well Brian Karam <laughs> is, we you're you're the one who came on who sat in the, the briefing room, the James Brady briefing room in the White House, and asked Donald Trump this very important and quite prescient question. Win, lose, or draw in this election. Will you commit here today for a peaceful transferal uh, of power after the election. And there has been rioting in Louisville. There's been rioting in many cities across this country, red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transferal of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. I and, understand that, but and, people are rioting. Do you commit oh, to making sure that there's a no, peaceful transfer of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very trans. <laughs> we'll have a very peaceful. There get won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, the ballots are out of control. You know it, and you know who knows it better <laughs> okay. than anybody else. The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead. <laughs> That the ballots are out of control. Do, 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 what did he mean by that? Well, if you can figure that one out, Nicole, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to figure that out since I. I think he was hinting around that he thought that there was he was he was giving you a lead as to where he was going to go with his defense after he lost. Yep, he was going to call ballot. You know, this to me shows prior planning for the big con. You know. You have to be, you know, it depends on what this is a predicate from which he bases all of his false moves afterward. And there's no other way to look at it. It was predicate for all that followed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was, a, I mean, a great question and um, one that I, uh, so I, I also saw you comment recently about, you bitched about the the president, the current president, the actual president, Joe Biden's um, a public uh, availabilities today. Now he it was in Hawaii, where and I got to ask you about this too because you are part of the mainstream media, um, dun, dun, dun. right? <laughs> um, but what the fuck? Why that there was reporting on the ground in Hawaii and people were pretty happy with Joe Biden's visit there. Apparently, he stood for hours and talked to yeah, hundreds of people individually. Listen to them heard their stories, empathized with them, hugged them, showed real emotion. I mean, did what we want a president to do. He didn't toss paper towels at them or anything like that and, and, and brag about the great job he's doing. He went out on the ground and was a human being and met with people. The media didn't report on that. All they did was report about how people are upset that the uh, the relief efforts, the help isn't coming fast enough. Um, is there... Uh, and I, I see it. Is the press being too hard on Biden because they were tough on Trump? Um, I don't think we're we were hard enough on either one of them, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, we let Trump get away with too much shit you think? <laughs> for, for four years. There were a few of us that would raise our voices uh, in, in inquisitive nature and curiosity, a forefront, you know, before him. But 
there there was a lot of BS that went on, but there's a lot of BS that goes on with this one. And the BS that we have is is uh, mostly because it's a younger crew and not um, there are some experience. There's experience in the room, but there's also more importantly less access to this administration than any administration I've ever covered. And it's locked down tight. And because it's locked down tight, this administration and what they don't seem to grasp is that it doesn't matter if, you know, you communicate with us or not, the mall still has to be fed. There's a daily demand for the news. So if you don't get your word out sufficiently, someone else is going to fill the void. And who is the best at filling that void? Who creates void because he has so much between his ears? Who is the very essence of void? Donald Trump. Right. So he'll fill up that room with all that. And then you'll come around and get upset with us for not covering what you don't provide. It's it's disingenuous to me. If the this administration wants better coverage, then this administration needs to interact with the press more often. And that's all there is to be said about that, because there is simply no way you can bitch at us if you've got access, if we've got access to you and we screw it up. Fair. I'll take that. I'll take that as a as a valid criticism. But do not sit there and provide less less access than anyone I've ever covered and then bitch about the fact that you didn't get what you wanted. That to me is the sign of someone who doesn't understand how this works. Uh, thank you for saying that. You see, these are the things that people don't hear. We hear the the bitching that um, of the coverage, but not why, you know, what, what the beef is. Um, and so, so that's, that is a big deal. Now I understand that Obama's press office wasn't as accommodating as we would have hoped either. So it's not most, like uh, yeah, yeah, that's not new. This is uh, look somewhere along the line beginning at well, after Ronald Reagan, when Ronald Reagan decided to screw over the press and do nothing and did as few you know appearances as anyone, then th- a lot of other presidents since then, especially the older ones, have decided to do this because maybe they don't have the energy. Maybe they don't, you know, it was because, you know, Ronald Reagan wanted to project his image of vitality, even though he wasn't that vital. <laughs> so there was, they had, he had Ron Ness. Oh, I, no, not Ron, that was Nixon. But he had his people who came in and, and took care of him. And because, and they knew a bit about the media. And the uh, White House previously had not been as as tailored as as Reagan's was. So what they did was, did, did I just walk out into a field? Was yeah, that, you did. It's <laughs> yeah, magic. Anyway, so so the, the, they all of them have learned since then how to cut down access to the president. But they missed the po- there, there's no one from our side of the business telling them, look, here's why you're screwing yourself. This is how you're screwing yourself. Don't bitch at us because you're screwing it up. Uh, Brian Karam, I don't know that you've met my husband before, David Sloan. He he has a microphone here, so he just comes in and picks it up every now and then. Because he... my mom used to love your song. Your song? What's El a... David Sloan? Leave me alone, save a girl. You never you know heard that? that? Song? Oh, he knows it. I never heard it. Yeah, I guess my mom used to lip sync that name. when I was a kid. <laughs> um, Brian and I are actually connected on LinkedIn. Oh. You're connected dun, on dun, LinkedIn. Dun. There you go. So um, the the ballots that the lard father was whining about were the mail-in ballots. Ah. And you left out the other professor for the lard father that I mentioned the other day as well. Mark, uh, what's his name? The guy from The Apprentice. Oh, Mark, you're right. taught him how to manipulate uh, the what media. What is his name? Mark. Um, Andrews or something? No. Uh, the, 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 um, it's going to come to me. Why not? This is my old age kicking in. Um, uh, when I'm not thinking about it. the guy, the reality team, Mark Burnett. And uh, Reagan's press secretary was originally James Brady until he got shot. shot. Oh, Larry Speaks is the guy that I was talking about. Larry yeah, I, I, that's why they named it the Brady Briefing Room. That's right. right. <laughs> right. He, he succeeded. <laughs> you, you you got there before I got there. He succeeded yeah. uh, James Brady. But uh, yeah, it was the mail-in ballots. Larry that, Speaks was the first one I ever met. Oh, the first press secretary I ever met. It was the mail-in ballots. deputy. It was the mail-in ballots that the Lord Father was right? whining about. Because they were out of control. He was, They're out he, of control. You know, they, the, the Democrats were... were copying ballots and just giving them out like candy. Oh, okay. And that was the predicate by which he started all his nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. A made up story there. 
uh, but he, you know, but he's been doing, he did that all along. Look, I was a kid in New York. Um, I, out of college, I moved back to New York. In Louisville. <laughs> no, I was in New York when Donald Trump was running around Studio 54 and 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 acting like he was king of New York and he was an asshole then. What's, what's really disturbing, I think the thing that's most bothersome to me, Brian, is that he, you know, he, the whole apprentice thing, his role was a role. It's, this was um, a, a, a persona Yes, based on Donald Trump, but but created by uh, Mark Burnett and foisted on the American people. And so many people bought into that bullshit that 71 percent of them believe him over everyone else when all the man does is spew lies. That's the really depressing thing to me is that there are seemingly intelligent people walking around. Um, people you wouldn't expect, and you find out that they're Trump supporters and they still believe that the election was stolen from him. They believe that all of these indictments are, it's all a witch hunt because Donald Trump says it's a witch hunt. If they could be that easily conned, um, I I don't know. Liz Cheney ought to be able to get him in a (laughs) heartbeat. Yeah. I'm saying, see, you're making my point there. I know. That's hopefully if if you're going to fall for Donald Trump's bad bullshit, Liz Cheney has a better brand over here. (laughs) And so I can see the GOP going right for her. And that would be a a because I, I firmly believe that Donald Trump will not be on the ballot next November. Really? I firmly believe that. And I, and I, and I have a growing belief that he's going to be in prison. So, or, or facing eminent uh, prison time. Do, do you think so? So, so let me ask you this. So put on your, your psychic hat, because I know you don't normally predict the future, but. Um, uh, I'm not the fabulous Karnak. No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The but pretend. Um, so, so he's got four indictments against him. There are four 91 felony 91 charges, felony charges against him. different uh, jurisdictions. 91 felony charges. And you have to be, I don't think Neo in the Matrix could dodge that many bullets coming at you as quickly as these are. So, right. You know, he's not, he's, he's not in the Matrix. This is reality and I don't think he's going to be able to dodge all those bullets. And I think the first one that I think comes to trial is the January 6th. Uh-huh. I think the second one that comes to trial is uh, Georgia. Oh, that and that's. And, yeah. and then the third one would come to trial is the one that won't matter. And the fourth one will never come to trial. The, I, the You know, the Mar-a-Lago case is just bound with a lot of. um Very highly classified, you know, documents. Yeah, that's so going to be really hard. I, but now. One, if they have to force that one, um, if it gets down to that, then Donald Trump may have a chance of skating. But I don't think he's going to miss. I, and I don't I don't know what happens in Manhattan either. That's I guess that's a stopgap if nobody. I, I mean, it's it almost looks like this was written by a Hollywood screenwriter. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like and it would right, have so been rejected break. by every studio because it's too outlandish. <laughs> Yeah, well, now the prosecution is a good Perry Mason episode. I, you know, I don't know. So pick your the prosecutors, whatever. L.A. Law. This is they're coming at him, and they've got a streamlined case that go to court first that has to do with January sixth. The the all encompassing one in Georgia, just bam, bam, getting those two together is just those are those have taken over center stage as far as prosecution. The one that's uh, in Mar-a-Lago over the documents is speculative and and a problem uh, because of not only because of the judge, but because of the nature of the case. Well, the judge so is a problem. Imagine, but didn't they just yeah. have the, the head I.T. guy just flipped? He said, you know what? I'm not going to have the attorney. The, I think that's in the in the, in the January 6th. No, that's the Mar-a-Lago. He was the I.T. guy at Mar-a-Lago, um, Jaseel or something like that, oh, yeah, who, yeah. who said who who was told the boss wants you to delete the video. And he said, I can't do that. And he was being represented by the same lawyer that Trump is paying for, for all the other minions. Uh, and then he, he got a new lawyer and he recanted the false statements. And he said, and now he testified that, um, yes, indeed. I be- We don't know exactly what he said, but he recanted his false statements. And he, he had originally said, no, nobody asked me to delete those videos. 
Well, now he's saying right. yes. Now he's saying he has implicated Trump and others mm-hmm. in obstruction of justice just after switching from an attorney paid for that's right by a Trump political action committee to a lawyer from the Federal Defender's Office in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. So that tells you these. And here's the other thing: what this also is indicative of is that Donald Trump's running out of money, folks. Oh God! <laughs> so you know it. Um, he's what having a fundraiser for Giuliani. Uh, he he. No, he's not. He's coming. not helping yeah. Giuliani. That's the other thing. That's my whole point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Giuliani can't get a dime out of him. The others, you know, Jen Ellis is gone. Yep. This is going to be every man, woman and child from for themselves. Run and flee the sinking Titanic. That's right. Run your own kid. And that's. So the question is, when does he go down? And, you know, the, the other part of it is the scary part. These seemingly normal people walking around who are Trump crazies. And and then the not so normal ones, the ones who have the flags on their trucks, believe me, down here in Florida, you see them all over the place. They've got their cars decked out with Trump bumper stickers, flags, hang, or not cars, sorry, pickup trucks, hanging off the sides, Trump flags. Who does that? Um, and these people really scare me. And uh, actors. <laughs> I begin, I'm beginning to think a lot of these people, honest to God, it's like I see the same people at 30 locations. And I'm going, what are they paid actors? I, I don't get it. I some of these groups, you know, the the I don't know, the uh, the buzzcocks for for Trump, <laughs> you know, you end up being some paid group that comes running up. Quack, 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 and they run off into the crowd. And I I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I It seems to me like Donald Trump is almost irrelevant now to the Donald Trump movement. They, they got to the point where they got the point from Donnie is that it's all about them. And secretly, these people have always wanted it to be about them, too. Right. So they're coming out of the woodwork, standing up, going, you know, there's the circumcision man that's, you know, th- who screams for Trump, who wants slave girls for Donnie. There's the people who think Donnie's the resurrection of Jesus. All of these people are coming out of the woodwork because we're putting them on TV. Right. Right. Uh, well, you know, there is that. But then there's also that faction of the. And I can't call them news. Fox is not news, but the- well, it, it technically, well, I don't. I don't it, think they're news done well. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, I, it's but, it's the we make shit up network. But it's, so they they actually had somebody <laughs> yeah, on their work. air, a Fox News host, apparently said that Hillary, hurricane turned tropical storm Hillary, was. Only here because Joe Biden let it in. Did you? Yeah, I got similar stuff from I. I interviewed somebody who said uh, we're getting bad weather because of Joe Biden. And by the way, the science shows that uh, gl- uh, climate change is a hoax. And I'm going, <laughs> wow. you, you talk about that, 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 that. That's some mental gymnastics I have not seen before. So that was the way it was stated. I, I, yeah, I get that too, and it's kind of kind of silly to me but what are you going to say i mean there there's some remember what george carlin said think of how dumb and stupid the average person is and realize that half of them are dumber than that <laughs> you're right that's what average that's mean yeah. oh god I, mean, that, yeah. not, uh-huh. I, I can't write a better line that's that's, exa- that's exactly how i feel right thank you george you yep. put it right out there yep Here's a here's a quote from somebody on Fox. I don't know who it was. Uh, Kennedy. I guess it was Kennedy. Uh, Maybe they let it right into the country talking about the tropical storm named Hillary because it's Joe Biden's America. Well, you know, we tried to stop them at the border wall, but they wouldn't pay the quarter fine. And, you know, see, see, there were about 10 of us. And we said, God bless. We're going to have to go out and get a load of dimes. Let's go, fellas. Uh, I mean, how do you react to stupid? To me, look, it's 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 sad or it's comedy. And I choose comedy because I'd rather laugh than cry. Exactly. But all I'm saying is there's better ways to write this shit. (laughs) And they don't got it. Yes. David says it was to distract from Hunter's laptop. I I don't want to hear anything about him and some girl. Nor do I. I Laptop. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you said. Gotcha. Come on, man. Come Give on, me. man. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, t- it's back to tonight. So tonight. So tomorrow. <laughs> OK, th- this is astounding. So 
tomorrow Trump is going to turn himself in to the Fulton County Jail to get fingerprinted and mugshotted and booked. Um, but he said he wants to do it during prime TV time. Of course he does. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a given. I'm surprised he doesn't want league lights out in front. Well, he does. You know, just didn't read that part of the memo. That's, he, he wants a ramp built, a bigly ramp, the best ramp. I'll walk down the ramp. It'll be lit. It'll be beautiful. An American flag behind me. Yeah, come on. That's, that's, of course he wants to do it. See, in but here's how he fucked up, because he should have done that tonight at the same time the debate was on. So they'd have to have the split screen. The debate... Oh, he wants sc- all attention on him. I guess he you doesn't want the split divided. screen. But so yeah. so he's going on Tucker Carlson's shitter podcast on Twitter. Who? Shitter. Yeah, no, that guy. No, and the former who? Yeah, that guy, the the former Fox guy. And um but it was taped 4 days ago. So you know, he can't even talk about the brilliant move by his pal Putin shooting down the plane with his foe on it. It's pal Putin, the rootin' the shootin' tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> Golly! <laughs> well, you know, and if this was uh, 15 years ago, that would be George W. Bush. And, uh, and we no, thought... George, uh, and, no, no, no. You know, I used to think George Bush was the dumbest man I'd ever met in my <laughs> life. And, and then I met Donnie. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, say what you will about George W. And, and w. Yeah. And, you know, W, he's just a shrub, as Miley, Molly Evans once <laughs> yes, said of him. She did. Uh, look, it, whatever you want to say about him, he was also a very amiable. You talk to anybody who knows him, one of the friendliest people you ever meet in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? just down home. He was he was he was the <laughs> look. He grew up in the Bush family. He wasn't the he wasn't the favorite son. I'm no, he wasn't. <laughs> you know, and then he kind of got, got a little luck going his way. And now he's fine. But, yeah, um, the thing is, no, you know, his Jeb was understand. supposed to be the one who was going to yeah. be president, not George. George yeah. was, the, you know, the dumb fuck in the back of the room. But yeah, and that's, he screwed it up for the rest of the family. <laughs> I think. But uh, nonetheless, I do believe that I still like him as a person. I find nothing empathetic, sympathetic or any way attractive in Donald Trump. I find him to be one of the most loathsome human beings I've ever been around for a variety of reasons. Mostly it's because of his lack of empathy with the rest of the world yep. and his narcissistic view that what he thinks about and what he needs, what his wants are, are more important than anyone else on the planet, bar none. And if he had to burn it down to rule over the ashes, as the philosopher once said, Donald Trump would do it without hesitation, without a doubt. And for that and for those reasons alone, I find him to be a hard man to be um, in any way friendly with. So I, I'm right there with you. I just can't do right it. So, you know, I'll cover him the way I'll cover him. I'll let people know exactly what I think. I'll label it as an opinion. And my opinion is he should never step foot in the White House again, nor should he have the first time he did. Right. With that aside, we have a choice now. And the choice is don't let the bastard back. It's not good for the U.S., Please. And I don't care what your politics are. Right, exactly. It, it, this this should be beyond political uh, lines. This Anybody with a half a brain, that's the problem. It's too many people don't have half a brain, I guess. Uh, uh, Brian Karam, find him writing at Salon.com. Listen to his podcast at JustAskTheQuestion.com. Um, what else? Go out and see your band. Where are you playing? Yeah. <laughs> well, the book. Don't forget the oh, book. the book. Free the press. Free the Wherever press. Fine books are sold. Absolutely. Now it's third printing. Is it? Early by all. Nice. Um, yeah, good. And see, we and thank you so much for coming on the show. We, you know, oh, it's, it's always fun. It, it is always fun. Hey, I have a I have a big announcement to make that I forgot to say earlier. Marcy Wheeler, who does a great job at EmptyWheel.net and, and and is always a huge draw when she comes on is now going to come on weekly because of all this Trump action. So to keep up with it, Marcy's going to start doing a weekly spot. She'll be here Friday and then we'll figure out when, when she'll come on weekly. But Brian Karam, always a, a microphone here for you. Anytime, any day, we love having you in the, the, the lots of applause from the chat room as well. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was always fun. It, it, it always is fun. And for me too. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Last question. 
any big uh, who who's going to come out the big winner tonight and who's going to be the biggest loser? Well, I think Donnie thinks, like I said, he, Donnie thinks he's going to be the big winner. I think the American people are going to be the big winner because we're going to finally get to see some of these people and see what it is exactly they're all about. So uh, the big loser, well, uh, the American people, because we're going to finally figure out what these people are <laughs> all about. about. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, it's sad, but true. Oy. Okay, Brian Karam, thank you so much. We will talk again anytime. soon. Really appreciate uh-huh. it. Bye. Uh, all right. And you guys, um, again, sorry for the, the, the technical problems at the beginning. What else is new? Welcome to my life. And tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's Thursday, we'll have a recap of the debate. I understand it. If you don't want to watch it, I'll watch it so you don't have to. I'll pull highlights or lowlights, as the case may be. And um, Friday, Marcy Wheeler will be here. Then she's, uh, she's got family vacation stuff. And, of course, we're moving. But she will be coming on to do a weekly uh, segment uh, once a week and um, forward, onward, whatever. <laughs> Bingo. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.